0: Welcome to Aussie Vision, I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision weekly episode that isn't about national finals now. Yes, we're into pre-party season and preparations for the big contest. Yeah, it's always that kind of weird zone in between national finals and the main contest, but there's always a lot happening. And actually, we've been very busy, even though we obviously had a week off last week from the weekly podcast. We've been recording our review and rank episodes, Michael.
1: Yes, we've got our first six
0: out there for our big five, plus our co-hosts in Ukraine. Yes, and for those who haven't come across them before, they're just mini episodes, around 15 minutes. Well, 10 to 15. Depends how much we have got to say on it. Mm. Sometimes I go over. And uh, we give our pros and cons of every entry and then also give our ranks and the team's ranks and hear from the team. Yeah, always
1: a good time to record them. I really enjoy them and it's great hearing from the team
0: as well. Exactly. And also, in that bunch of episodes, we had our 400th episode for one of the review and ranks. I don't know which one it was. It was either Ukraine or UK. Okay,
1: 400. Wow. Alright, who thought? Who thought this would ever get to that?
0: We'll see. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see if we make 500 or not.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
0: <laughs> Alright, okay. Well, let's talk about something that happened in the couple of weeks and we'll only touch on it briefly because it's a bit old news now semi-final running order mike Mm. australia drew the closing spot for semi two
1: fantastic excellent excellent spot there for australia i think real chance to finish with a bang and be fresh in the voters minds
0: come uh, voting time I think it's perfect. Mm. I think it's so perfect for them in that semi with a televote. vote, the way that song finishes with such a big bang that will hopefully anyway, mm. that um it'll stick, on, stick in their minds and hopefully we make the grand final.
1: Absolutely. So obviously the organisers have, um, you know, sort of outlines of what staging will be,
0: etc. So I'm expecting we're probably going to have a pretty big stage show for this one. In indeed. And the only thing I get concerned about is pretty much every closer of the semi-final two, if they draw the first half, the last few, I think it's four in a row, have drawn the first half, open the show. Mm. If we make the grand final, I don't want to open the show.
1: I'd prefer probably not to, but hey, just to make the grand final will be fantastic.
0: Uh, any other of the other ones we have norway opening in the first one and we have finland closing, closing
1: both excellent spots for a couple of the favorites there
0: yeah big bang di- didn't muck about got on with them mm. and also we have denmark opening the first half of semi two what do you think of that
1: a little bit of an odd choice really i think Be- people generally think openers will be either kind of up-tempo or big impact kind of songs. So,
0: yeah, I'm a little surprised to see Denmark there. I thought Belgium probably would have been a better opener, but I can kind of see where they are going because there's not a lot of uh, other kind of songs in that first half of semi two. So I guess a bit tricky there. So, mm. But all up, I thought there was nothing like too shocking there. So I think, you know, as we always say, if you've got a good enough song, You'll get through no matter where you are.
1: Absolutely. Good spots there also for Sweden and Austria possibly as well.
0: Of course. But I don't think Sweden particularly have anything to worry about (laughs) uh, getting through. Mm. There we go. All right. Let's talk about the preview parties mm-hmm. so in the last couple of weeks weekends we've had one in barcelona mm-hmm. and we have had one in warsaw for the very first polish eurovision party yeah
1: great to see great to see another uh, date added to the pre-party calendar
0: particularly in eastern europe mm. you know it's one of those ones that often get overlooked so it's so good to see that 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 party's happening yeah very much so very much so. i have to say the barcelona crowd Seemed a bit muted. Hmm. It was very odd. They didn't really seem into much, except for when Spain was on. (laughs)
1: Yeah, true. It did seem like a bit of a muted crowd, didn't it? There was a couple of talking points coming out of there. Apparently some sort of rudeness towards some of the artists. Um, I don't know how big
0: a portion of the crowd was doing that. It just sounds like a few idiots to be honest yeah no there's been interesting topics of conversation there but focusing on the positive i thought the polish crowd was amazing they were jumping up and down they were singing the songs they were interacting with the audience Mm. i mean with the artists because in barcelona when the artists would go come on sing the crowd would just look at them with disdain (laughs) (laughs) but in poland they would sing along it was a really great crowd it looked like a good fun event it did seem like an actual party atmosphere which is great to see all right, so we're going to touch on a couple of the ones that we thought maybe sort of jumped out here. Now, look, there's a lot of artists who did very similar things to the national final that we just know nailed it. Yeah. Like Spain. Mm-hmm. Blanca nailed it, of course. Latvia did a good job. Slovenia did. Slovenia's a good been terrific, yeah. Yeah, Estonia's been great. So all these ones have been kind of good. But one of the acts we hadn't seen live before was Georgia. So let's have a quick listen to Iru with Echo. <laughs> hadn't seen the live it was important to get a sense of it i think in some kind of live capacity even though you've always got to take things at a preview party with a pinch of salt
1: yeah absolutely and i have to say iru i thought was very very impressive she controlled that vocal really really well and i was a little concerned when hearing the song in studio because it's a pretty high range she has to get to etc but i thought it was good it sounded good yeah, I was maybe thinking it might be on the grating side a little bit, even didn't appear that way at all. I thought she did a great job.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there was a bit of a weird audio thing happening in, in Barcelona where it was the kind of an echo kind of sound of this, the song. <laughs> no. I don't think that was, that was for all the entries. It wasn't a purposeful thing, but even with that, it sounded great. Mm. She sounds like she can definitely deliver this vocal. Um, so that was really impressive to see because it's all going to be about that vocal and the stage presence. Cause the song's kind of interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah she was great although there was some backing vocal of her where she didn't sing and she was doing that kind of like weird noise thing okay yeah 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 yeah. so that'll be interesting if they can replicate that at Eurovision because to me that seemed like the main lyrics Mm. that you wouldn't be able to have backing for
1: there is a lot going on in the song so I'll be interested to see which part she chooses to sing and which parts will be completely backing track type of thing so but I thought for a first up performance in that
0: kind of atmosphere very very good all right. And also, weirdly, let's talk about Denmark. There had been some question marks about Riley, not just his age, um, <laughs> but about his vocals, because there was so much backing at the national final. You could barely hear him. And then there was an infamous video of him at the after party. I don't know if he had too many drinks or not, but he didn't sound very good in that video. <laughs> So, he had a bit to prove.
1: Yeah, I thought he was very, very good today in Poland. Uh, He was a lot cleaner with the vocal. He seemed a lot more confident with the vocal as well. So, I thought they cleaned it up a lot. He sounded pretty good. I'd be pretty happy if I was a fan of the
0: song. Exactly. Look, you don't have to be a supreme vocalist for this kind of pops. There will be backing. Yeah. It's about getting that vocal mix right, how much of him, how much of the backing, which was often in Denmark. He can sing the song. Yes. yes. I think we can I'm gonna uh, say, safely tick that off. He, I think he was hitting the, the, the beers. I think he was old enough for that. I know we don't know his age, but I'm pretty sure he can drink. So I reckon uh, that was the case there. And one last one I just want to quickly touch on before we go to the other ones. Uh, Sam Marino. I actually thought the vocal and the performance was really good at the um, preview party in Barcelona. Maybe it's because the audio quality at um, their national final is not great. It always sounded good at that national final, but I actually thought... You know, it's not the greatest song, but Mm. it's a very good vocal by
1: him. Yeah, I'll agree. Probably not my favourite song of the pack, but they can certainly do it. I think he's actually quite a good performer. I think he's got good stage presence, sort of prowls around a bit and delivers the song. I thought both their performances in Barcelona and in Poland were pretty good. All
0: right. Just a couple of talking points came out. Um, In the first week, the UK, first time we saw Mae Muller do Mm. I Wrote a Song. Now, she was sick leading into the performance and then she did get to perform again today in Poland as well. So what were your takes on her performances?
1: Uh, look, I think I like her stage presence. I like the uh, choreography and what they're presenting. Um, she obviously can sing. She'll just need probably a bit more backing, that's all. And you can't really take too much from these performances. The sound quality and sound mixing, etc., cetera, can be at varying degrees and levels. So I thought she does it fine. It'll just require a bit of a tweak and a bit of help come. Liverpool time I think
0: exactly the biggest thing is about a number one the artist getting out there and promoting Mm -hmm. and being a great ambassador for the UK and she does that so well Barcelona wasn't great but she I would think would even said that herself she was sick and she sounded a lot better today in Poland I do think it's a great opportunity to practice and learn and see what's working because obviously the more movement with the song is always going to affect any vocal mm-hmm. and I think she can sing well but I think obviously the movement will come into it just puts a bit of a strain on it at times so yeah I totally agree with you just how much backing, what do you do with it, just to make sure it's as clean as possible for mm. the big stage?
1: I'm pretty sure the UK will get it right by the time they get to Liverpool. I'll have enough um, that helping her and backing her to, to really sort of fill the whole
0: track out a bit more, really. Exactly, and the one today that was spoken about a bit was uh, Czechia Mm. um, Vesna, who we've already seen at a national final, where I thought they performed it really well. It it was a little it was a little messy today, without being bad or anything.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say it was bad. Um, They they I really quite liked the harmonies. I thought they harmonised very very well. It is a bit of an odd track with the sort of rap spoken word part in the middle there that can get a little bit messy perhaps, but I thought they were just doing a kind of real live gig performance and playing to the crowd so probably not so much worried about you know replicating or you know
0: vocals etc exactly I think today had a real live concert atmosphere and I think they really leaned into that and because of it it, maybe they just weren't as clean as usual because there was a couple of moments I was like oh okay it wasn't like that in the national (laughs) final that was really quite messy but I actually have no doubts about them but it's just important to Talk about that and go, don't read too much into preview parties. They're a little bit of a litmus test. Just get a gauge, Hmm. but they're not too much. So I wouldn't be stressing if you feel like your artist didn't smack it out of the park. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Particularly with Czechia, there's the three main vocalists. That's a lot of overlaying vocals, etc. So there's a lot of room for things to get a little bit messy, but I certainly wouldn't be too concerned if I enjoyed the song. One thing I do want to mention also, Dale, is I noticed for the Polish party, no blanker. Oh,
0: baby. <laughs> And No,
1: not even your own artist is on. So I found that a
0: little odd. Yeah, it was a little bit odd, but I'm not surprised. Let's mm. um, just say that the there hasn't, it hasn't been a lot of warmth from the fans from Poland. Mm. Um, they've not been up, happy with the process. Yeah. I think unfortunately at times this is come into a bit of attacking the artist when actually don't, attacked the person attacked the system and Mm. the process about it yeah but um yeah so anyway that's a side note but I'm not surprised in a way that she wasn't there because it could have got ugly and I just don't think that would have been good for anybody
1: Well, one of the acts we haven't seen so far, Dale, is Australia's own Voyager. Now, but they have got plans to head over to Europe, don't they?
0: Yes, that's right. Voyager are heading over to Europe. They're going to do some of the preview parties, which is great to see. So they are doing the Madrid pre-party on the 8th of April, European time. Nice. That should be a big one. Should be. It's always is. Mm. And it'll be. that'll be next weekend. Then the following weekend, which will be on the 15th, they'll be doing Eurovision in Concert, the really big one in Amsterdam. So Mm. that's gonna be great.
1: I think it's gonna be great. I think they'll really enjoy that. It'll really give it a bit of energy and it's a big crowd there, big, uh, you know, passionate crowd as well i think they'll really enjoy that
0: exactly and then the very next day they go to the london party the london eurovision party so the very next day after eurovision concert so that's going to be terrific i think they should get a bit of a great reception from the brits they seem to be enjoying a bit of voyager
1: yeah absolutely i think they'll get positive uh, kind of vibes from everyone to be honest i expect a pretty big show from them so um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what they've got to offer
0: and on top of that If you couldn't make it to the London party, they're doing an actual gig in London on April the 20th. So they're actually doing a standalone gig in London, obviously in preparation, which is fantastic. And I agree with you. Like They're such a great live performance band. Mm. I think you're going to see some fans get excited about Voyager once they start seeing um, them perform live in front of their eyes. Yeah,
1: totally agree. I think it's going to come alive live
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly like that I must say that performance at the Gold Coast in the stadium Electric Fields and them are two of the best things I've ever seen Mm. inside the stadium as a performance absolutely fantastic but there's not just the only preview party Australia related Mm. we also have Brooke. Yes. The Irish uh, entered from last year over here at the moment. Seems like she's enjoying herself so far. She's been to Perth, Melbourne, and Adelaide, I believe. She has, and she met up with Voyager, who made an ap- appearance at the Perth party. She met up with Sheldon at mm-hmm. the Melbourne party. And she's been to, like, the Formula One. Yeah, yeah. She's gone to the footy with a whole bunch of the OJ Australia members, who are OJ is putting on the preview party. So she seems to be having a great old time. She was nicking a cider at the F1. Yes. Good
1: to see. I mean, she's just basically come off dancing with the stars as well in Ireland. So it's an opportunity for her to yeah, get out here, perform for the parties, but also take a bit of a break. You know, she's been working really, really hard. So it's great to see her enjoying herself.
0: Yeah, I think she's, you know, very much um, work hard, play hard. Yeah, good on uh, her. I like that. I think um, it's, it's sort of the Aussie and very much the Aussie vision spirit about <laughs> things at times too, which is good because there are two more shows to go. On the 14th, on the Friday, uh, 14th of April, she'll be in Sydney with another special guest. We don't know who it is mm. yet, or we may know, we're just going not tell you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it is the Saturday, 15th of April here in
1: Brisbane. Yes, looking forward to that one. We've got a great venue here, so it's going to be a big fun party, I
0: think. Exactly. So get your tickets for Sydney and Brisbane. We've got some AussieVision contributors. Uh, Stephen and Emma are flying up from Melbourne for us, so we can't wait. And there's a bunch of us here. It's going to be awesome. I think we're going to be able to have a couple of drinks with uh, Brooke, I imagine, at some stage. Yeah, let's hope so. She seems like a, uh, a fun person. And apparently she wants to do a shooey. Oh, God. So maybe we're just going to have to try and make it happen. Oof. Okay. Oof, I don't know why. <laughs> All right, we've got a bit of a treat uh, this weekend for the next few weeks, so sort of for the first time. We're going to follow a Eurovision artist on their journey to Liverpool.
1: Yes, very exciting, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, the little installments we're going to get
0: over the next few weeks. Now, that person is, and we've probably put it in the title of the podcast, so it won't be a surprise. It is Australia's own Andrew Lambrew, who's, of course, performing for Cyprus.
1: Yeah, Andrew's been terrific and he's going to be very kind to give his time and give us a bit of an update every week. So really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, because I think the big thing here is like we just don't know sometimes the behind the scenes things, the mundane things, the things that we they might think is not that interesting. But as Eurovision fans, it's like, what's the preparation like? So um, he's going to give us a little update every week and let's hear from him now on his first Dear Diary for Aussie Vision.
2: Hey, Aussie Vision, it's Andrew Lambrew here. And I want to take you guys on a journey of what it's like to prep for Eurovision with me. Um, you know, there's so many things that have to be done, as you could imagine. And, you know, so many calls that are done each week as well. The fact that I'm representing Cyprus and I'm currently here in Australia, but I will not be here for much longer. So it's crunch time over here. And this includes stuff like all my singing practice, rehearsals, so many Zoom interviews, team meetings. Um, It really is nonstop. And as well as I wanna show you my downtime stuff and what I do to unwind, cause I'm a very big believer in, you know, looking after yourself in that way. And I think that's very important throughout the Eurovision process as well. This week has been filled with lots of music practice, lots of singing, um, preparations, Getting my bag ready, (laughs) Um, I have to get my suitcase ready and make sure that everything is perfect and make sure that I have everything that I need. I have a pretty good idea now after going back and forth from Greece and Cyprus twice now, but this is the big one. This is the one that is the most important. So I cannot wait for this trip. It's going to be absolutely crazy. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing Liverpool as well. I have been to London, but I've never been to Liverpool. So this is all going to be a very new experience for me. And I just can't wait to meet all the artists as well. I've been uh, chatting to many of the artists as well, um, just introducing myself and they're doing the same. And we're all just really excited to see each other over there, meet each other and ultimately support each other on. So let's get to it.
1: Nice little update there from Andrew. Interesting to hear that he's still here in Australia at the moment, but he's still working very, very hard in
0: preparation. Yeah, what I really like is almost that kind of like, it's like an athlete preparing. Mm. There's the kind of physical training. That's your, you know, singing, and he's obviously having to do a lot of that and a lot of that practice, which, you know, you'd hope these artists are doing ahead of uh, Liverpool. <laughs> um, but then there's the mental side as well. Having that downtime, making sure he's doing things to not, you know, Uh, build up the whole I guess tension and the stress of the whole thing as well yeah
1: I thought that was really interesting to hear and good to hear that he is keeping that wellness in mind because it's very easy to just go at a million miles an hour and kind of burn out before you even get there so I think it's a, a really smart move
0: yeah, I think there's some probably like some pros from being all the way in Australia to avoid the circus, but I guess it makes probably things logistically hard, the time difference, and dealing with the team in Cyprus and mm. Greece. So it'd be good to get over there, and obviously the important thing he's worried about his suitcase. Yes, <laughs>
1: well as we all know, packing to go away for quite a long time can be a bit of hassle, and you know it's not as if you can dash home and just grab something. We are you know a twenty four hour flight away, so yes, you've got to make sure you tick all the boxes when you pack.
0: Oh, exactly. He doesn't sound like a, a pack an hour before going to the airport kind of guy. I feel like he, he might take this pretty seriously, but as you should. Yes, probably a bit more prepared than we are, Dale. Yeah, exactly. I think we're going to have to take a million jumpers looking at the Liverpool weather and all <laughs> yeah, our equipment and then beachwear for our Mediterranean trip. So I don't know what we're going to do about packing. We haven't yeah. thought about it. We should take a leaf out of Andrew's book.
1: Yeah, he sounds like he's very organised and he's obviously very excited to be heading over to Europe and Liverpool, getting to meet all the other artists, etc. So exciting times coming up, I think, for him.
0: Yeah. Exactly. All right, well, that was the first, and we shall hear from him every week, unless, of course, some major scheduling thing happens. Mm -hmm. You know, these things can obviously occur, but looking forward to hearing about his uh, journey to Liverpool for Aussie Andrew. Yeah, good stuff. All right, well, that's it for this week. Uh, Make sure you get tickets to those parties if you can. Sydney and Brisbane, it should be a good one. And um, we'll catch you next time.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining us. See you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us
0: on our social media channels at Aussie Vision Net. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 AussieVision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.